A Little Faith, Thoughts on Parshat Chukat Balak. One of the most debilitating and consequential moments in Moses' leadership occurs in this week's double Torah reading, Chukat Balak. It begins with the death of Moshe's sister Miriam and ends with the death of his brother Aaron. The first Parsha in this double sedra relates tragic losses. Moshe struck a rock with his staff instead of speaking to it and lost the right to enter the land of Israel. The loss of family and role in such a condensed time period could have shattered Moshe's will to bring the people to the edge of the Jordan River. Nevertheless, he persisted. What gave him strength? Let's turn to the first few verses of the Sedra. As we read, the Israelites arrived in a body at the wilderness of Tzin on the first new moon, and the people stayed at Kadesh. Miriam died there and was buried there. The community was without water, and they joined against Moshe and Aaron. These are verses from Numbers 20, 1 and 2. We're given no reason for Miriam's death. It's almost recorded as a passing fact of wilderness life. The people moved, a leader died, the people complained about water. One Midrash strings these events together. If water disappeared when Miriam died, it must have been in her merit that water was given to the Israelites in the form of a magical well throughout their travels. This Midrash is so familiar that it can distract readers from realizing the actual ignominy of her death. The people, so tired and faithless by this point, said nothing to Moshe and Aaron about their loss. They allowed their leaders no personal time to mourn. They thought only of their own needs and pounced on Moshe and Aaron with complaints. As we read in Numbers 20, verse 5, Why did you make us leave Egypt to bring us to this wretched place, a place with no grain or figs or vines or pomegranates? There's not even water to drink. As a result, Miriam's death was ignored by those she served. It was she who protected their savior, standing by the reeds when Moshe was placed in the Nile. It was she who fetched her mother as a nursemaid for Moshe, keeping him connected to his family. It was she who celebrated with joy and timbrels when her brother split the sea for the Israelites to cross to safety. But all of these memories were suddenly erased. Instead of mourning, the brothers fell on their faces before God and awaited instruction. You and your brother Aaron take the rod and assemble the community, and before their very eyes order the rock to yield its water. Thus you shall produce water for them from the rock and provide drink for the congregation and their beasts. The Israelites weren't censured. They'd get exactly what they wanted. In fact, copious amounts of water poured from the stone, making this one of the most dramatic miracles of desert life. The Israelites got the water they were desperate for, but not exactly the way they wanted it. As we read, Moshe and Aaron assembled the congregation in front of the rock, and he said to them, Listen, you rebels, shall we get water for you from out of this rock? Moshe, perhaps stabbed with a grief unacknowledged and lacking patience for more grumbling, did not merely speak to the rock. He did not only hit the rock with his rod, he called the people, his people, rebels, Hamurim. Rashi explains the word as foolish people. Rabbi Abraham ibn Ezra similarly writes that their request was far-fetched, prompting Moshe and Aaron to reply, Do we have the power to bring forth water out of this rock for you? Nachmanides elaborates on ibn Ezra's position. He, Moshe, stressed their rebellion, telling them that they were wanting in faith and that the reason for their quarreling with him was because they thought that God would not act wondrously for them. It is as if, after all the signs and wonders that the Israelites relished, they still doubted God's salvific powers. This Moshe could not tolerate. 
But Moshe did not get the last word in the chapter. God was angry with Moshe and Aaron and forbade them from entering the land. Quote, because you did not trust me enough to affirm my sanctity in the sight of the Israelite people, therefore, we read in Numbers 20:12, you shall not lead this congregation into the land that I have given them. Rashi here is unequivocal. For had you spoken to the rock and had it brought forth water, I would have been sanctified before the whole congregation. And they would have said, this rock, which cannot speak and cannot hear and needs no maintenance, fulfills the bidding of the omnipresent God. How much more so should we do? If a rock can bring forth water, then we too have the capacity to follow the will of our maker. Moshe, out of anger, hit the rock. But God ultimately punished him because he lost faith in the people he was leading. Once you stop believing in your people, you lose the privilege of leading them. If you want to be a leader, writes Bruce Kasanoff in his article, Leadership in One Word, Faith, from Forbes, July 23, 2015, writes, your focus needs to be on earning the faith of people around you. Faith in a leader generates faith in the mission and faith in all those engaged in the mission. The more faith you have, the more belief people will have that they can stretch themselves to do what they never thought possible. People, Kasanoff states, want great leaders to succeed. They want to have faith that if the leader succeeds, they too will succeed. This was not only true for our faith in God, Moshe, or Aaron. In The Leader's Call to Responsibility, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs explains that the deepest mystery of all is not our faith in God, but God's faith in us. May that faith sustain us, he blesses us, as we heed the call to responsibility and take the risk of healing some of the needless wounds of an injured but still wondrous world. Why did Moshe continue alone and bereft as he was? Because through the rock incident, God held up a mirror to Moshe's faith to show him the still wondrous world after he thought he lost everything. Water can gush out of stone, just as slaves can be set free. Just as a people can return home after centuries of exile, have faith in me, said God with this water. Have faith in the mission. Have faith in yourself. And above all, have faith in your people, even when they cannot see your pain or honor your loss. They're still your people. They need you to have faith in them. So, describe a time you had enough faith to carry out a mission, even when it felt impossibly hard.